Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show Saturday slate edition. Kind of a impromptu one here, getting two games moved to a Saturday for week 18, but we're happy to do it as always. I'm Dave Lockren at Lafayette underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D for those of you listening in podcast form, along with Neil Orfield, the showdown and a short slate master over here at player Q DFS. Neil, last time you and I did this a couple of weeks ago, we essentially found out that one of the two games we were talking about probably wasn't going to happen. And this happened maybe like with 10 minutes left in our show. I think we're safe here. The only question now is, will one of these two games play any of their starters? I mean, that's a bigger question. You're not, you're not concerned at all about the Eagles, the Eagles game getting canceled because of, I don't think they would move it. They, I don't but, think so. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a mess just because we don't really know what the motives are for these teams. I mean, for some of them we do, but it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to know what teams are playing for, what their plan is going into a slate. Uh, we'll have to do our best to figure that out. Yeah. And look, actually, as a matter of fact, you can't move this game because both of these teams are in the postseason. So you're not going to postpone a meaningless game, like a legitimately meaningless game to a Tuesday and then give these guys a short week coming into the playoffs. There's That's just 0% chance. You know? Yeah, you're right. So we'll see, but we're happy to have you guys with us as always hit that thumbs up as you walk in the door and subscribe to the channel. You know it. We all know it. we appreciate you for getting us over 70,000 subs, making that push to hundred K get that cool uh, YouTube, YouTube plaque or the play button is what they call it. The hundred K. I don't know. I want it probably won't happen, but maybe they'll send one to all of us, Neil. That would be fun, but subscribe to the channel. And uh, hit that thumbs up. Anyway, you ready to make this happen? Yeah, let's do it. Matt G's personal shopper says uh, minus 10 and a half implies the starters get full run in the KC game. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, KC, they're not clinching the one seed unless crazy things happen. But they kind of, since it's a Saturday, now they really have to at least play this game to full yep. capacity. Plus, and, and we can just dive right into this. Plus, you have a Denver team that's missing Patrick Sertan. They're missing Kareem Jackson. They're missing Ronald Darby. Their secondaries beat to, to shit right now. So, I mean, against this Kansas City team, that's not very good. I mean, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at this as 10 and a half seems about right. From a betting standpoint, I don't want to hit it. I actually did tease this one down under seven. Uh, but at the same time, Neil, yeah, 10 and a half doesn't seem all that crazy against the Denver team that uh, essentially is, is nothing to play for right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the chiefs are a full go, like you mentioned, it's a long shot that they could take the number one seed, but they're also at some risk of moving back in the standing. So I think they want to win this game. I think they'll, you know, play full go until maybe they would, maybe they would take their stars out a little bit earlier than usual to try to rest up for the playoffs in the fourth quarter. But I don't think anything significant. I'm, I'm planning for them to be going full go in this game. So I think we can kind of count on that. Don't you? Yeah, I, I don't see any reason not to believe that that'll be the case. Not, also, it's a Saturday game, so you know there's no way that they'll be on shortened rest. Even if they have to play next Saturday, they're still getting uh, a full week of rest. I mean, it all looks pretty damn good for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they're currently the number two seed. Like you said, it, it would take it would take some miracles for them to be able to get to to the one seed, but. Um, what could so they could go two, three, or four? I believe, right? I think that's what I recall as well. 
Yeah. Okay. So the Chiefs don't get the one. They can clinch the two seed just by winning. I'd say that's pretty significant. Uh, yeah. They could also get the two seed by losing, but they'd need the Bengals, Bills, and Patriots to lose. That's not going to happen. Chiefs will get the three or four seed with a loss and a win by either the Bengals, Bills, or Patriots. So if they lose, they're getting the three or four, essentially. Right. Um, having the two seed is super helpful, especially through the postseason if the one seed gets knocked out after that first round bye. So let's dive into it. Uh, that's a perfect way to set the table, Neil, because now we know that most of these guys are going to play. And by my estimation, there isn't a safer team to target as an offense right now, just based on projected playing time. And, and tell me if you think I'm wrong than the Kansas City Chiefs based on skill set and playing time. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they're by far the safest team. They have the highest implied team total. They're the best team out there. Uh, the only real negative to play in the Chiefs is that everybody's going to be playing the Chiefs. So in a large field GPP, maybe there are reasons to get away from them. But in anything other than a large field GPP, I think that they're kind of a slam dunk. They're a no brainer. You probably want a bunch of Chiefs in your cash game if you're playing cash. Um, yeah. And, and we have cheap options that we can get to as well. So it's pretty easy to get to the Chiefs. They want to win. They're the best team. Like I said, I, I, I don't see any reason not to play the Chiefs other than everybody else can be doing it too. And you're going to need to get different somewhere. You know, what's going to be really crazy is in the event that the Eagles do rest their starters. See, here's why I think they do, but I think, I think that the Dallas Cowboys do too. And I'll, I'll talk to you about a couple of bets I have on that one later. And, and some of the line movement that we've seen over the last couple of days, significant by the way, is Philly's got 12 guys on and, and, Neil, feel free to jump around because if we're talking lineup construction, we're going to have to, to break down both of these games kind of at the same time. But it, it, if you look at Philly, they've got 12 guys on the COVID-19 list. They were all placed, I think, around Monday. And significant players, Jason Kelsey, Avanta Maddox, uh, Rodney McLeod, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, who's played a big role in this offense, uh, and, and uh, Fletcher Cox, Dallas Goddard. I mean, these aren't just like practice squad players and trainers. It's a lot of legitimate starters. Is it really necessary to, even if these guys are activated to bring them all back? If, if they're not fully conditioned, if they're not at a hundred percent at this rate, what's the point? The worst that can happen to them is they move to the seven seed. The best that can happen is they move to the six seed. So you might be looking at an actual, very easy time. And to your point, seeing a lot, a lot of chief stacks, a lot more than you would if Dallas and Philly had something to play for. If you get Quez Watkins and Greg Ward and, and Kenny Gainwell, and maybe on the other side, Corey Clement, because Ezekiel Elliott hasn't looked hundred percent. Tony Pollard's dealing with a plantar fascia injury, which is never fun. Like there's a lot of question marks. And I think if these teams are wise, you're going to see a ton of backup play from this 8 PM game. That's kind of what I'm assuming as well. Mike McCarthy says that the team will play to win, but uh, what does probably... that really mean? Exactly. What are you going to take from that? Of right. course, he's going to say want, that. We all want to what win. team is not playing to win. Right. Uh, that doesn't mean they're going to play your starters to win the entire game. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that this game is not going to be one where the starters are in the full game, um, except for the, the fact that they might be forced to because so many players are out players like, I mean, but like Kenneth Gainwell, isn't their starter. He might play the full game because he's probably not going to be their starter in the playoffs. Why wouldn't you just play Kenneth Gainwell the full game? Um, but yeah, I think, I think there are a lot of cheaper options, especially for the Eagles that you can play um, maybe for the Cowboys as well, but the Eagles, you're going to get those cheaper options from the beginning of the game because the starters are actually out the Cowboys. I assume unless we hear otherwise, I'm going to assume that the starters for the Cowboys will start the game. Maybe they'll play half the game. I don't know, get, get in a little bit of work, but I wouldn't think that they're going to play the full game. So yeah, I think you can find some cheap options in that game, get up to the chiefs pretty easily. Um, yeah. It, it's really hard to know their motivations, but really neither of these teams have much to play for. It's looking like the Eagles are probably going to be playing the bucks. They're more likely to play the Buccaneers regardless of whether they win this game. Um, and the Cowboys, yeah, they just don't have much, to play for either. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you can really, how, how you can factor it in um, other than just assuming that you can play some of the cheap guys and you're going to want to play the starters more probably from the, the chiefs and Broncos or at least they're, they're going to be safer. Right. Yeah. And look, we'll get more word. The only issue is it, these games are, are four hours apart, Neil. So I know I, I, I don't know how much, I, I really don't know how much clarity we're going to have on yep. this Eagles Cowboys game uh, before 
kick for for the 430 game. And I mean, what happens if it ends up being, you know, we find out at four o'clock, it gives you 30 minutes. So if you are playing this slate and we don't have news, you're going to want to be around. You're going to want to have time. If you have things to do on Saturday, I would recommend just just bowing out on this one or just having some way to make adjustments because I think there's going to be a lot of moving parts for Dallas Philly. Uh, and if that's the case, you're going to want to be around for that. But uh, back to Kansas City, hey, look, we don't really need to touch on much. I, like Tyree Kill, huge. And Patrick Sartan might be a rookie, but this guy's been spectacular this year. That's a, that's a big absence. Ronald Darby uh, will miss his second straight game. They're missing another starting safety in Kareem Jackson. This is these are big pieces to their secondary that they're going to be without. And then they have to go up against the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best passing attacks in the league with the highest total on the slate. So if it's Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, all of them you love. Do you have any interest in in some of these uh, second like tertiary options for the passing game, like a Byron Pringle or a Robinson or a Miko Hardman? Yeah, I think Byron Pringle, I would have the most interest in of those three, but so is the field. I guess they're all kind of my interest is in line with the field. So Byron Pringle, 3,900 is the best bet. He's projected the best. He's also projected for a 33% ownership. Miko Hardman, a step below him, but he's only projected for 14.6% ownership. I think so. I'm going to be playing 150 lineups. I will be having some of all of these guys across my lineups. I think that similar to the field, I'm probably going to have the most Byron Pringle. My guess is it'll be maybe slightly below the field on Byron Pringle and a slightly above the field on Michael Hardman. Um, and then I'll just sprinkle in some to Marcus Robinson, maybe a couple of shares of Josh Gordon if he's active. Um, but for the most part, you can just find better value in the other game. So I'm not going to be trying to force these guys in too much. I think the guys that you really want from this game are Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Darrell Williams. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have them sprinkled in my lineup because it's a, it's a two game slate. So you're obviously going to play them if you are playing 150 lineups, but in, in my first, you know, five lineups, I probably wouldn't have any of these cheaper guys other than maybe Byron Pringle. Yeah. And his ownership is going to come down too. If we find out that the, the, the late game is going to be down a lot of starters too. So, you know, Pringle, what owned by a third of the field right now is where we haven't projected. I don't think he'll be close to that. If it turns out these starters are sitting in the late game or some of them at least. That's true. And then, and then that would make me like Byron Pringle even more if that is the case, if if his ownership comes up. So it's, yeah, we're going to have to be definitely paying attention to news, but also paying attention to how our ownership projections change, because that's really going to change how you look at the entire slate. So last week, Daryl Williams played 80% of snaps, Neil, with, with Clyde Edwards, Alaire out, he's out again. Uh, Derek Gore played 13% of snaps. People started getting worried, you know, oh my God, this is, this is not good. Uh, you know, two weeks in a row, Derek, one of them was a blowout, but Derek Gore uh, getting opportunities. It's really at this point, uh, not a significant concern, uh, a concern in my, in my opinion, if the game gets out of hand, yes, Derek Gore, as we saw him do against the Vegas Raiders, we'll get those opportunities. But uh, Daryl Williams has been the clear guy when Clyde Edwards Alaire is out. Yeah, and he's our best projected running back on the slate by a good amount. Daryl Williams projected for 17.53 fantasy points. The second best projected running back currently is Zeke at 14.81. So it makes a lot of sense to get to Daryl Williams at only 5,900. And he's projected for 58.1% ownership. If that holds, that's actually not too crazy on a two-game slate where there aren't that many great options. I'll probably be close to maybe even above the field. I mean, I'm, I'm going to check uh, how the boom bust tool likes him tomorrow, but I would expect that I'm going to be probably above 58.1% Daryl Williams, because on top of just being the safest, the guy that's most likely to get a lot of volume in a game that they really want to win. He also has the highest ceiling probably of any running back on this slate. So I, I'm going to really like Daryl Williams tomorrow. Derek Gore is a guy that I might sprinkle him into some of my lineups. He's a guy that I would really like if the Chiefs didn't really need to win this game, but because they really need to win this game, I'm probably going to stick mostly to the guys who they are going to trust in the playoffs. I think that's going to be Daryl Williams, obviously, a lot more than Derek Gore. I'll still have some of them. I'll have some interest in Gore. I'll have some interest in Jarek McKinnon because it's a two-game slate. They're both cheap. They're not projected for any ownership. So with all of those things in mind, I'm going to want to take a few shots here and there at Derek Gore and Jarek McKinnon. But for the most part, the guy who's going to be in a lot of my lineups is Daryl Williams. For sure. Uh, and we had somebody in chat. Where, who, where is it? Uh, Justin said Gore only played nine snaps last game. Right. That, that's what I'm saying, though. It's 
it's blowout dependent, right? He played a lot more snaps in week 16 against Pittsburgh. They smoked them. He played 28% of snaps. He played 30% of snaps in week 14 because they, they blew the doors off of the Raiders. So, you know, that's just, that's just the way they, this team is. Like if this game is competitive, then, you know, Gore's probably not going to be heavily involved. If they get up very big early and then they can lock it up and then coast to a win and going into the playoffs. Yeah. I think you probably would see a lot of Derek Gore. It's just something, even as 10 and a half point favorites, Neil, that's kind of difficult to, to predict or project for That's all. That's why you're saying you play a little, sprinkle them in there because maybe that, that situation plays out, but that's really the only way it happens in my opinion, at least based on what we've seen this season. Yeah, exactly. And, and teams typically, if they want to win, they don't pull the starters until at least the fourth quarter. So right. I would expect Daryl Williams to get the bulk until the fourth quarter, at least. So, yeah. What do you think of Denver? I mean, everyone's healthy outside of Bridgewater. Who's on the IR. You're going to get another start from drew lock. Nothing to play for here outside of spoiler at home, but this offense has been to, to say they've been anemic would be an understatement lately. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a long shot. I'd say so. Here are the positives for Denver. Drew Locke is only 5,300. He's in a game where he's going to be playing from behind. Most likely, there's going to be a lot of points scored, at least on the other side. So, Denver is going to be trying to put up a lot of points to keep up with the Chiefs. So, at 5,300 at, at only 10% projected ownership, I have some interest in going to a Drew Locke stack that would allow me to get up to Daryl Williams and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Um, it's sort of interesting because he is a little bit of a gunslinger and he's cheap. And then I, I also like, he's, he's played pretty well. He's liked to throw in the past to Cortland Sutton. So I kind of don't mind pairing him with Cortland Sutton, who's only projected for 20.8% ownership. So I have a little bit of interest, but uh, it's, it's obviously it's a long shot play, but I think just because of the game situation where they are most likely going to be playing from behind, needing to put up a lot of fantasy points, there is some possibility of Denver putting up a score, uh, a good enough score that you need them in a stack where you can play all of the other expensive guys. The Chiefs are number 22 in the league in past EVOA this year, so they're a little bit vulnerable against the pass, although I think they have been a little bit better recently. There's still, I think there's some possibility that uh, Drew Locke in the passing game put up some points. You know what's weird to me is you're late in the season. The the Broncos are are out of the race. This is also a team that started off three and zero, but you know consider the the matchups, and it's no surprise that they've slid back down in the AFC West to seven and nine. But it's strange. You've got a guy in Pat Shermer who has just refused to let Javante Williams kind of separate himself from Melvin Gordon late in the season when there's nothing left to play for. I mean, my gut tells me and could be useless, but the gut, or at least the logic would dictate, Hey, end of the season, Neil week 18, let Javante Williams run wild here, right? Like Melvin Gordon's not going to be there forever. You trade it up in the second round to get Javante Williams. Let this dude rip on Sunday or Saturday. I just have no confidence, but if I had to pick one of them, I would go Javante Williams for that reason. But Pat Shermer has shown no propensity to give the young guy that they drafted early in day two uh, any additional opportunities from early in the year all the way up until the end of the season. Yeah, so I, I understand your logic, and I think the field is sort of thinking the same thing too. 
Uh, Javante Williams projected for more ownership than Melvin Gordon, but also not projected for that much ownership. So if you want to take shots on Javante Williams in a game stack, I think it does make some sense. You just hope that they're going to let the rookie kind of showcase himself. Um, and, and if you get, you know, they're not as concerned, I was going to say to some extent, maybe they just want to, they're, they're going to throw Melvin Gordon out there because they're not planning on re-signing him and let him have the injury risk. You have no real reason to play your best player, but there's also a long time before the next season starts. So maybe this is a week where you can just let Javante Williams show what he has, see what you have in him. Um, yeah, it's, uh. I think that he's a, a decent play. I'll, I'll have some Javante Williams. I'll probably have more than the field if he is at 18.3. That's what he's projected for 18.3% ownership. If that's what it comes in at tomorrow, I think that I'll have a lot of interest in Javante Williams. Um, Chiefs are 19th in rush DVOA this year. So they're a little bit vulnerable against the run. They're pretty middling. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the call. I think Javante Williams is a talented enough back. I think he's the more talented back of the two. Not, I think Melvin Gordon's a fine back as well, but I think Javante Williams is the more talented. So I don't hate the idea of throwing Javante Williams in some lineups. And I would probably also throw Melvin Gordon in some lineups. 5,800 uh, only projects for 11.2% ownership. I think both of them are fine plays. Um, neither of them are huge priorities for me just because we do have Daryl Williams. We do have Kenneth Gainwell. I think those are places that I'm going to go more often than these guys, but I'm definitely going to have probably maybe above the field on both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. I think they're both, yeah, definitely interesting plays against the chiefs. For sure. Yeah. Ultimately we just don't know, right? Like we don't know what this split is. If, if, if the, the rest of the season has shown us anything, then yeah. Okay. It's going to be another 50, 50 split, but like, do we just have to assume it's going to be a 50, 50 split because that's what it's been almost every single week. Yeah, we don't. We can we can hope that the coach decides to switch things up here. It is, you know, you would think that coaches are going to play things a little bit differently in week 18. Um, we just you, you never really know with these NFL coaches. You really don't. Anything else for Denver? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I mentioned that I have some interest in playing some Portland Sutton. Um, he's actually projected for more ownership currently than Jerry Judy. Uh, so I'll probably have some of all of Judy, Sutton, Patrick. Maybe I'll have a couple of shares of Kendall Hitton. Certainly not a huge priority for me. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot more interest uh, among the the passing game or the running backs. I, I mean, and if we want to talk tight ends, or do you want do you want to save that for later in the show, or no, we just doing the whole it. team? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Noah Fant looks pretty interesting. I'll definitely have uh, some Noah Fant, some Albert O. Um, both projected for Noah Fant only projected for ten point seven projected ownership, uh, but nine point four fantasy points, and then Albert O. projected for eight point seven percent ownership, projected for five fantasy points. So one touchdown, really. You, that might be all you need from a tight end on this slate. I'm going to have some of both of them uh, against the Chiefs as well. All right. And uh, obviously Chiefs defense is in a very good spot, pulling a lot of ownership for good reason. But we can get to the other ones uh, momentarily. Before we do, let's say hello to our sponsor, Jock Market, where they've turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. That's right. You can make money every hour down to the minute, down to every second by buying and selling shares of players in real time for real money. And if you use the promo code AWESEMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, get up to $50 bonus on your first deposit. A-W-E-S-E-M-O gets you a $50 deposit bonus on your first deposit. Download the app, J-O-C-K-M-K-T, and get started because they got markets for all of these sports, football, basketball, PGA is back hockey, you name it. And you can use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players. Use the research. You, uh, you, you pay, get through our tools, through, through the shows, through whatever we have. Hell, we have an, uh, a pregame IPO. We have an IPO projections tool over at Awesomeo that's entirely free. It's the jock market IPO projection tool at Awesomeo. You never have to pay for it. Use that to win money. Uh, you can buy players. You can sell. You can hold throughout the game, however you want to do it. And uh, the best part, even outside of the promo, is they have a first market guarantee, which means that Jock Market will refund any losses in your first NFL or NBA market up to $100. So check it out. Download the app, J-O-C-K-M-K-T. Use that awesome promo code to get up to $50 on your first deposit and take care of, uh, take advantage of the free IPO tool that we have for Jock Market at Awesome and that first market guarantee. No reason not to check it out. Jock Market, sponsor of the NFL Strategy Show. All right, Neil, let's let's flip the page to Dallas and Philly. This is where it's going to get fun, man. So Dallas is down. Let me just throw this out there. 
they've got some some players on the COVID list as well. Uh, some notable ones that we'll have to to keep an eye out for. Uh, most notably, Tyron Smith on the offensive line, and then on defense, Micah Parsons, Anthony Brown, uh, Trayvon Diggs is questionable. So a, a lot of a lot of uncertainty with them as well. Not nearly as much as the Eagles, who have a slew of players, particularly defensively, McLeod, Cox, Vontae Maddox, Marcus Epps, um, just a lot on the, on the, on the uh, COVID list. Could they be activated? Yes. Could they be activated and not play? Yes. Right now, we're just kind of trying to figure out what the most likely situation is. And maybe it's just smart if we tackle it from both angles, Neil. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, of these two teams, I think Philly's a little bit easier because they're going to be forced to play their backups. So you kind of, you know, if, if they're starting Kenneth Gainwell, I think they have no incentive to pull him in the second half. Why would you sit Kenneth Gainwell? He's not going to be your playoff running back anyway. Dallas is a little bit more complicated for me just because they might start Ezekiel Elliott and then you don't really know if they're going to pull him because he is going to be their running back in the playoffs. And then if Ezekiel Elliott, if they pull him, are they going to play Tony Pollard? I, that doesn't make much sense to me either because he's also going to be their running back in the playoffs. So it's, it's a, it's a complicated game for sure. Chris says, I don't believe Eagles can move up or down. Now, well, they basically no. they can move to six or seven. That's it. And because of some quirky tiebreaker rule, the Eagles could lose and still move to six and they're in seven right now. So it, it, it makes no sense. Well, it does make sense. It's just very simple that um, there's no real incentive for them to play right now. That That's all. I, I, I don't think they play the starters, Neil. I, I really don't. I, I think what you could see is if like Boston Scott is activated from the COVID-19 list and so is Jordan Howard. I wouldn't be surprised if they play Boston Scott and not Jordan Howard because he was clearly not at 100% last week coming off of that stinger. Remember that too. He was dealing with an injury. Um, Miles Sanders is already ruled out. Jalen Hurts has been dealing with with a, a banged up ankle since like week 14. I'm just I, I'm skeptical. Now, this is what I wanted to point out earlier. Uh, I hit the Eagles at plus seven on Wednesday, thinking that a lot of this coach speak and and an owner speak from Jerry Jones could be nonsense. And they've got a lot of players that are banged up. This team has not looked great. They might need some rest as well. In some spots, that has since moved to four. So you got three-point movement there. Uh, on DraftKings right now, it's four and a half. Other spots, it's at four. It's pretty significant, right? It opened at four, moved to seven, and came back to four within two days. So with the Eagles at home, probably starting Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew themselves, I, it, that has to at least tell us something. Does it? Does it guarantee anything? Obviously not. When you see three points of movement in, in a couple just a couple of days as we get one day away from kickoff, it suggests that we might be seeing a lot of backups for the Cowboys as well. Yeah, I think I think that's probably reasonable to expect. It's just a matter of how much of the game are we seeing those backups for the Cowboys? Is it going to be just for a half? Are they just going to sit their guys from the start? That obviously would be the best case scenario for us just to know going in who they're going to play. But I don't know if they're going to let us know that before the first game. So it's a little bit hard. We're probably going to have to, you know, just kind of go in guessing a little bit into the first game. Uh, so do you think that you're going to play it as though the Cowboys are going to sit their starters? As of now, it? I I'm approaching it as there's no way they play them all four quarters. I, right. I, I would be very surprised if these guys played all four quarters, but, but okay. Ju just indulge me for a second. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott has not looked good. It, no. you, you look at his production since midway point of the season. They've there's been rumors left and right of them just resting him in the season and I think the only reason they haven't done that is because Tony Pollard's dealing with that plantar fascia injury, right? Like, otherwise, I wouldn't be surprised if they were resting Zeke. He has not looked good. He has nine carries in back-to-back -back games. Um, he has not seen a, a significant workload recently. He had nine for 16 in a loss to Arizona last week, which was a meaningful game for Dallas. Tony Pollard's banged up. Would I be surprised if Corey Clement gets a lot of work this week? No, I, I really wouldn't. And, you know, they lost Michael Gallup to the IR. Uh, Ezekiel, or I'm sorry, Amari Cooper, there were 
there were there was a lot of rumblings early in the year and in the in the middle of the year that this guy might play, but he's constantly banged up and let less than a hundred percent. So look, I'm, I I have no idea, but based on the line movement and based on how this team has consistently dealt with guys that are underperforming uh, and have been hurt and playing at less than a hundred percent, it just seems strange that a team that has zero mobility. Uh, in the standings is going to run all of their starters out there for four quarters. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think that, that you, you can really gain an edge by going into the first game, making some assumptions. If we don't hear anything, if we don't hear that Dallas is going to sit Zeke and Pollard or that they're not going to play the whole game, I think you could still, unless you hear like, oh, they're, they're a full goal. They're definitely going to play them in the full game, which I don't think you will hear. I think you can make a stand and say, I think Corey Clement is going to be the starter. He's going to get 18 carries in this game and you can gain an edge on the field because most of the field is not going to be planning ahead for those kinds of scenarios. They're going to say, well, I'll adjust if we, you know, when news comes out, we'll adjust, but sometimes you'll lock in certain players and you'll lose some roster mobility if you don't make those assumptions going into the slate. So I don't hate the idea of going into it and projecting Corey Clement for 14 fantasy points or something that might, you probably get a ton of Corey Clement if you do that, but projecting him for a certain number of fantasy points uh, more than we haven't projected for currently. And just assuming that that's going to be the case and kind of gaining an edge on people with your roster construction going into it. I kind of like the idea of making that assumption going in if we don't get any kind of news. Well, I mean, this is a type of slate that's right up personally your alley because yeah. you love these type of, you like the uncertainty, right? I like a mess. Yep. Right. Right. You like kind of an opaque situation where you have to try and figure out what the likelihood of this happening is. And if it does happen, can I smash that? That's how you've had a lot of success on these short slates, right? Yeah, it's true. It's, I mean, I, I like it better when I feel like I have a better grasp on it than the field does. And currently I'm, I'm I think I'm getting there. I'm starting to feel better about uh, my grasp on it. I'm, I'm still not, I don't have a ton of certainty in, in what I think is going to happen here, but yeah, I, I like taking some chances there on just, I'm going to make this assumption in this set of lineups of mine that Corey Clement is going to get a lot of workload and build him in And That way you can, you can play Corey Clement along with, uh, hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell in the same lineup. A lot sure. of people aren't going to be doing that. A lot of people might make the switch from Kenneth Gainwell to Corey Clement uh, if if Corey Clement is named the starter late in the night or something. But not a lot of people are going to have both of them. <laughs> so that's a spot where you can kind of gain some leverage on the field by playing both of them in the same lineup. And that'll allow you to get to all of I would guess Mahomes, Kelsey Hill. I haven't, I haven't built lineups yet, but I, I, I'm guessing you could get to a lot of expensive players in your lineup if you just make some of those assumptions where you're playing, you know, Corey Clement, Tyree Jackson, and uh, Kenneth Gainwell in the same lineup. I think you, yeah. can, you can do a lot of interesting things. Absolutely. And and, and it's also, keep in mind, you, you could see a game where uh, – like Lamb and Cooper and Elliot are all active. They just don't play. I mean, that's very possible. So keep that in mind. If you see that someone's active, you're going to want to not just assume that they're starting and playing four quarters. I could be totally wrong about this. I don't think there's, there's no one out there right now that has any real clue. That's why, like I said, the line movement's kind of been all over the place on this game. You kind of have to just take a stand uh, and, and, and try and, figure out where you think it's going to be based on what teams are dealing with. But I look at two teams, one that's dealing with a ton of COVID to their, to their starters, to key starters, um, injuries to their running backs, you know, 
banged up quarterback with his ankle that's been that's been ailing him despite being able to play. And then on the Cowboys side, a, a lot of the same in the running back position, the, the wide receiver position. So I don't know, maybe it's worse or not as bad as they're letting on and, and we'll find out. But if a lot of these starters sit, yeah, I think you have to look to Corey Clement. I, I would much rather go with Minshew than Cooper Rush personally. Uh, Minshew's actually not a terrible backup. And I think against some Dallas backups with without Parsons, who's not going to play, uh, that's a big deal. Diggs is questionable. Like, do you need to play Diggs? Probably not. Even though he's allowed a ton of yards anyway, he's just a, a ball hawk. I, I think Minshew could actually be a, a, an interesting option here if you're looking to get away from Mahomes in the event that maybe Daryl Williams does a lot of the work or, or Mahomes and them are up so much early and, and then he doesn't need to do anything crazy. But yeah, like Noah Brown would be somebody that you could look at. I, I think said Wilson would probably get some work, but my guess is Miles, uh, Noah Brown and, and Malik Turner would probably be the guys that, that are getting the bulk of opportunities here um, if the starters are out. Yeah, I guess I, I don't really know what they think of Cedric Wilson. I mean, he is their clear number three wide receiver right now. So I think you're probably right that those that Turner and Brown would be those guys. I don't know if they see Wilson as being such a step up, up above Brown and Turner that they need to protect him and not play him in the 18th week of the season but yeah I think that makes a lot of sense too if they are going to be sitting C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper I think all three of those guys Cedric Wilson Noah Brown Molly Turner all become pretty interesting to me and Gardner Minshew that's a, that's an interesting thought because uh, the cow I mean the Cowboys are first in past DVOA this year so in general a very good pass defense but missing Micah Parsons likely without digs I think that it's not quite the same Dallas defense that we're used to. So you might be able to pass on this team a lot more. I haven't even looked at uh, what Gardner Minshew's salary is. I imagine it's pretty cheap. So, so I think he'll, he'll be an interesting play on this slate for sure. Yeah. Gardner Minshew is. Wait, where is he? Uh, okay. Here we go. Sorry. Uh, 5,400. So they preemptively priced him up a little bit, but. Yeah. More than lock. That's interesting. Yeah. More than lock. I don't know. I'd probably still rather go to Minshew over Drew Locke at this point. Locke's going to have better weapons, though. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, again, if, if if Minshew's playing against backups. Let's see what the implied totals on these teams are. So let me refresh this just to make sure. Uh, Eagles 20, Cowboys 24. Okay, and then... Broncos 17, Chiefs 28. So Broncos still by far the lowest implied total on this slate. They've just been awful lately. Um, hey, we got free content on the site today. And some of our some of the most popular tools, like the NFL top stack tool for the main slate, totally free. NBA ownership projections for tonight, 100% free. You don't need a subscription. Uh, NHL player rankings are also free. And, uh, hey, Neil, did you know that if you wanted 22 days for $20, you use the promo code 2022, or you can get 20% off the entire year by using Happy 22? That sounds pretty good to me. That sounds pretty good to me. I did not know that. And if I, now that I know, if I didn't already have a subscription, I'd be signing up today. Of course you would. Yes, of course. But you uh, clearly have a subscription and you'd be clearly uh, winning a lot of money with many of those tools. What's in all seriousness, though, when it comes to these short slates, I think this actually helped people. Uh, and I'm not you guys know if I'm trying to push something. Uh, sometimes I just like to try and be helpful when we have great players on the show with us. But again, awesome.com slash promos. You don't have to click anything. You can check it out for yourself. Today's the last day. What are the tools that you think are, are most helpful for you on these short slates, like two game slates? And we're going to have big showdown slates tomorrow as well. And coming up for the playoffs, we're going to have a ton of these. I mean, boom bust. I mean. Boom bust is probably the thing that I use the most often on every slate on main slates. I use the top stacks tool a little bit more on short slates. I really basically just focus on boom bust. I focus on uh, ownership projections and then I focus on optimal probabilities. Um, and that's pretty much all you need to make really good lineups for the most part. I mean, you need to use some of your own intuition as well, but I think boom bust gets you to some, some really good uh, lineup groups in general. So that's definitely the, the tool that I focus on the most. For sure. And then you have the, the top plays tool for, for showdown. Oh yeah. For showdown. I love, I mean, that's all that I use for, uh, for showdown. It's the single game top plays tool. I love that tool. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. So how do you work it in when you're doing like 150 lineups? I'm not asking for you to give it away, but do you have a specific without, you know, giving away the secret sauce, of course, but a certain way of kind of incorporating it into your process? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot more art than science for me, to be honest. So I I do uh, adjust the projections somewhat um, and I, I do it gradually. I do, I run several different crunches uh, adjusting the projections bit by bit to get them, to get my exposures to players kind of in line with where I'd want them based on the boom bus. If a player has a much greater chance of being in the optimal lineup than his ownership projection, typically I try to be above even his optimal lineup percentage. Um, so I just, I, I just use it as a guide for me essentially to how I am adjusting projections um, to get to exposures that I like. Awesome. Yeah. Cause uh showdown something that is it really showdown really is an art though. Right. Like feels yeah, like it really it. is. Yeah. You got to set some rules to make sure that your lineups make some sense. You know, you don't typically want a quarterback who uh, doesn't rush at all. You don't want him naked in your lineup. You're going to want to have at least one player who can catch uh, somewhere in the lineup with him. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of rules you can set to kind of make sure that your lineups make some sense while also being unique. All right, let's wrap up the Eagles here. Then let's, uh, let's build a lineup, see what we come up with. Well, obviously, we're just going to have to make some assumptions. All right. Yeah, there, there's there's no way because right now there's a lot of uh, unknown. But uh, with Philly, I am assuming that Gardner Minshew play starts I, I, right now. I am if Hertz starts and only plays a half. Uh, I don't want either of these quarterbacks. I might end up with 100 percent Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. Uh, seriously, how much Mahomes do you think you could end up with if it's like, yeah, Dak and Hertz could play half the game today? Yeah, I mean, we only had Patrick Mahomes projected for a thirty-seven point eight percent ownership at that level. I don't. You could get to one hundred percent. I don't think you would be wrong to play one hundred percent Patrick right. Mahomes because that number is just not high enough for his odds of being the top quarterback on this slate. I, I mean, we don't. I don't even have access to the boom bust tool right now. But just intuitively, my assumption is that his optimal lineup probability is going to be a lot higher than thirty-seven point eight percent projected no uh, doubt. ownership. So. Where do you want to go? You mentioned Tyree Jackson for anyone that's wondering who the hell is that? Well, Dallas Goddard and backup tight end Jack Stahl are on the COVID list. So Tyree Jackson could be the guy. I think you could see some Greg Ward, Neil. I, I somebody okay. mentioned Jalen Rager earlier. Shit. I wouldn't even honestly be surprised if Jalen Rager is, if they keep him on the field, like as a backup at this point, JJ Arthega Whiteside. But yeah, if the starters don't play, forget about Devontae Smith being out there. And then, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Kenneth Gainwell would probably be, even if Jason Kelsey's out, I mean, they still have even some good backup linemen, as we've seen throughout the season with so many of their starters being down from time to time. Kenny Gainwell as a pass catching back and as someone that they would force feed the ball might be my top play on the entire slate, just from an overall point per dollar standpoint. Looks like Jason Kelsey was activated. I thought I saw this news earlier, so I just want to double check. Did they activate? Um, but I'm seeing okay. that he, he's been activated. So yeah, it looks like now they we have to have, see if he's going to play. If yeah, they they have at least the option of playing Jason Kelsey. Okay. Yeah, I think Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, the only thing that we're going to have to be concerned about is if his ownership does get out of hand, which is a possibility. We're going to have to kind of monitor how things go tomorrow. But if everybody else is going to Kenneth Gainwell, then I think it makes even more sense to go to Corey Clement. Um, like I said, I think that it makes some sense to plan as though Corey Clement is going to be the guy and play him alongside Kenneth Gainwell. Cause I think that's going to be something that the field might not do as much as they should. Um, but yeah, I think Kenneth Gainwell is probably going to be a smash play as long as ownership doesn't get out of hand for sure. Nate asked if I'm going to the game. I was at the Giants-Eagles game, which was actually meaningful. Uh, great weather, too. It was like 53 degrees out, drinking some beers, having a good time. Uh, no, Nate, I'll be honest, man. I have no interest in going to this game. Uh, anybody that does, I'm not hating on you. Like, even, even kind of meaningless late-season games are fun, but it's a late Saturday game. I got to come home and do a, a, a two-hour show on Sunday morning. It's going to be freezing cold out there. I'll watch this one from the comfort of my own home, hopefully with some beers as well. But no, if you are going, though, have fun. I'm sure it'll still be enjoyable. And who doesn't want to watch Gardner Minshew? I'm actually serious about that. I think he'll be fun. Fun player. Uh, so let me, can I just, I, one last time, Neil, we don't know what's going on with this game. And I don't want to pretend that we have any idea. We're just trying to play it from both sides. Would you say the most unlikely scenario, though, 
is that both teams play all of their starters for four quarters each. Yes, I think that's probably the most unlikely scenario. The only reason that I could see it happening is that this is a rivalry game. Maybe they maybe they really want to stick it to each other, but I think that they really they care more about the playoffs at this point. So I think it's unlikely that we see the starters from both teams in for the full game. So yeah, I think I I think I agree with that statement that that is the most unlikely scenario. Awesome, you know, Lafay caught that second half for the ages. What I what was the most uh, and uh, the coolest part about that was the Lane Johnson touchdown, Mike. That was the most fun part. Uh, what would you say is the most likely scenario? Is it that they don't play their starters or they play them for a half? Or what do you think? Uh, so so I came into this show assuming that Jalen Hurts was a starter. I think you've convinced me that they're not going to start Jalen Hurts. Uh, so I think that the most likely scenario is, I mean, I think the Eagles will play, will at least start with, the starters who are available because they're missing so many of their key starters. Anyway, I think they'll throw out some of their starters at the beginning of the game um, and maybe adjust as the game goes on. And the Cowboys, I've been assuming that they're going to start the game with their starters and then maybe pull them at halftime. Um, I think we're just going to have to keep our eye on that. Uh, it's kind of, kind of hard to predict what they're going to do going in. Sure. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if they just completely sit CD lamb and Amari Cooper and Wilson Brown and Turner are their starters. That wouldn't shock me the least bit. So um, I think, I think probably the likeliest, my assumption right now is that the starters will start the game for the Cowboys and maybe just play a quarter or two. I, I'll say uh, if I'm, if I were to take one stand on this game, I would say no matter what you can play Kenneth Gainwell. I, I really do think no matter what, Kenny Gainwell has value in this backfield that's both banged up and dealing with COVID. Yep, 100% agree. Anybody else you want to talk about for the birds? Ooh, uh, so we talked about, so you don't think Devontae Smith is going to play? I mean, if, if he plays, I don't know, would you uh, play any Devontae Smith? Probably not. I, well, I... I'm not saying I'm that he's not going to play. I'm saying that like if, if most of the starters are sitting, Devontae Smith would surely be one of the guys that I would expect to sit. Um, okay. If they, if they say that they're going to play, then, then yeah, I, I would, I would entertain the idea of some Devontae Smith. You know, he is actually one of the primary red zone targets. I don't know if Dallas Goddard's going to be out there and he is the number one red zone target in this offense. So, uh, Devonta Smith has some breakaway ability. He can get open downfield, uh, and Minshew's deep ball is is no worse, maybe better than Jalen Hurts. So, uh, do yeah. I love it? No, because he's never going to be like a a ten target per game guy. But on a two game slate, uh, I could get down with that, especially if Diggs plays, because Diggs will grab some interceptions, but he'll also give up some big yardage plays downfield. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Interesting. Yeah. I, so if he plays, I don't hate that play. Um, the running back. So assuming that Boston Scott and Jordan Howard are both out, I would pay attention to who they call up. If they call up a running back from the practice squad, I might have some interest sprinkle in that player as well. Obviously, like we said, Kenneth Gainwell is going to be the priority there. Um, 
The wide receivers, we talked about a little bit, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward, Jalen Rager. I'm going to have some of all of them. They all look kind of interesting to me. I think my order priority would be probably Quez, assuming he starts, and then Rager, and then Ward. Um, Tyree Jackson, I mentioned, I, I'm going to have some interest in. I'm assuming that Dallas Goddard is not going to play tomorrow. He's on the COVID list. I assume he's not going to be activated. So I will have some interest in Tyree Jackson. I think that about does it for me. Do you have any other uh, players from your Eagles that you'd like to talk about? No, that's it. As of now, I think we just have to pay attention to what this team's going to do with their starters and what the offensive line is going to look like if Kelsey's going to play, because uh, that's as big a factor as anything as well. So I think you, I think you did a good job of covering that. Hey, uh, let's talk. Shout out to all of our Hall of Famers here. Induct a couple people and, and say hello to a few more that have already been in it. Uh, if you want to get involved, go to awesome.com slash avatar. Download that. Use it at DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, wherever you want. Finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more and tweet us at awesome. H-O-F. Win a free month of awesome plus platinum. When you do, uh, $90 value. And of course, if you just have a win that you're proud of, even if it doesn't qualify, we're happy to throw you on here and shout you out as well. This guy, awesome. Oh, you've heard of a million dollar win. We're keeping this up here all damn week. Finally got that Millie that he's been chasing with a full out Seattle onslaught. It's a beautiful thing. And then Felix Castro with the best ball, Millie rocking the awesome avatar. God, that made me happy. Thanks for all your knowledge and help. He says for sure, man. Uh, and then Eric link was $25,000 win. Big stuff coming from our boy, Eric. You'll see him tonight on the NBA live before lock show short gamer TV. I just insane $400,000 this week. I think he, I think overall he did like 500 plus K yep. in the past five or six days. So congrats to you, man. Absolutely huge. You got CEO Tom Kennedy up top. And then our boy, Dave, the and fifth Dave, the again with another big parlay hit. This guy just absolutely keeps crushing these parlays. Uh, and then two more. I don't know. We have a blank one down here, Tyler. So I'll just go to them anyway. Morgan Smith, shout out to Greg and all the content creators at Awesome Over the Help. To the refs tossing all that chalk in the late games to secure this one. $600, second place in the dime. That's solid, dude. Congratulations. And then Dead Money, 25 DFS, 2K. Uh, and then 2K in both of those. First out of 705, first out of 209. Solid take tonight. Fat super chat for the boys tomorrow. Congrats, man. Good stuff to all of you guys. Welcome to the Hall of Fame for those of you newly inducted. And uh, hopefully after this week, we're going to see a whole lot more of them. All right, Neil, it's time to wrap this up with a lineup build. I'm actually looking forward to this because Me it's going to be, be, so, be bizarre. Yeah. Um, we let's just we got to go Mahomes, right? We got to just kick it off with Mahomes. Agreed. OK. And Tyler, you bring the uh, lineup builder up. There you go. Cool. Uh, like I said, too, 22 days, twenty dollars. Happy to or for use the promo code 2022 lineup builders included in all of that as well. Uh, or happy 22. Just go to awesome.com slash promos. You can just click it. I, you don't even need to use the promo. You'll just click the one you want. It expires today. All right, let's go. Let's go. Mahomes. Who do you want to plug in first? Uh, let's just go with Kenneth Gainwell. All right. I like that. We as know well. we want him in there. Yeah, yeah for sure. So let's go with that. So I'll, I'll make this a little easier on both of us as well. I'm going to throw Tyree kill in there. Okay. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm sort of interested in just seeing how many of these studs we can get in there. If we go totally stars and scrubs, let's do so it. I want to go, let's go Travis Kelsey as well. Perfect. And they do have a 28 point implied total. So I'm perfectly happy getting to as many of them as we can. It, you know what I wanted to ask you is, how willing are you on a two game slate to go onslaught here, but not with a third receiver for the chiefs, but for with Daryl Williams, who's also an efficient pass catcher. Totally willing. I, that's probably where I would have gone with my next pick. If you did not take perfect. Him. I perfect. love an onslaught on a two game slate like this. Yep. All right. We're on the same page then. Uh, we, so we got two wide receivers, a flex and a D to go 43, 75 remaining per player. So it looks ugly until you realize that there should be some value here. Who else we even want to pay up for? Yeah. Right. Looks, yeah. We can definitely play. This is it's probably going to be chalk. We can call this the Alex Baker, by the way, the uh, full onslaught. This is how we won the million. The Hell yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Um, so maybe we try and do something a little different here since this is kind of a probably a, probably a chalky build right now. Yep. Yeah. So if we want to get different, so I think this is where we could throw in Corey Clement. Cause I think a lot of people are not going to be playing him. If we, if we wanted to make that assumption love going in. Love that. Yep. Okay. 
Let's go, Clement. Um, so again, if Lamb and Cooper and these guys are, and Smith are expected to play, we reformulate, right? But we're right now just operating on the assumption that that, that might not be the case. I don't mind because Alex with that Millie build did run it back with Amon Rasain Brown, who had another huge game. I, I do want to run it back with somebody. So let me run it back with, I know Sutton has not been good and neither is Drew Locke, but Sutton is that deep threat and Drew Locke does throw downfield a lot. So I think just the likelihood that if one of these guys hits, that it's Sutton is probably pretty high from a boom perspective uh, com- compared to the rest. So give me Sutton. All right. I like that. So how much do we have left here? We've got. So if you threw the chiefs defense in, you have 58 remaining. That's so that's the lowest. That's the least amount you could have remaining. If you play the most expensive defense. Let's, I mean, let's throw the chiefs defense in there. All right, go ahead. Hold and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you go with the last one here since that's kind of a throwaway. So I don't know if I'm up to them. I'm not, I'm not seeing uh, what I'm seeing on, on YouTube is Mahomes, Williams, Hill, Judy, and Kelsey. Uh, I don't know if I'm. All right. Tyler's just uh, what, what's unmute I yourself. He... I think Tyler's got uh, Judy in there instead of Sutton. He does. You're missing Clement. Tyler, come on, man. Oh. Uh, okay, so we got to <laughs> add them in there. Uh, whatever, that's fine. Okay, Either okay, way, we have there. fifty. Okay. We have fifty-eight. I'm building it on DraftKings right now. We have okay. fifty-eight hundred remaining. All right, fifty-eight hundred. Who do we want at fifty-eight hundred? I mean, I think this this is a spot where we're probably going to need to leave some salary on the table, right? I think it. I think I would mm-hmm. rather go cheap than go to Jerry Judy with my. Uh, uh, along I agree. With Cortland Sutton. So I think I would rather go down to. Maybe one of those Cowboys receivers, maybe a, a Cedric Wilson, or do, or do you think would, would you rather play an Eagles receiver with Gardner? I'm fine with either. I'm it? fine with either of them, really, because we have right now we have one. We have a running back from each side. We have Gainwell. We have Clement. So it makes no. I don't know. I don't think it makes a huge difference. I mean, if the so, if the Cowboys are going to be favored by four, four and a half, then you know I suppose we could look towards like a a, a said Wilson or a Noah Brown and, and hope that they play the whole second half or more yeah I'd, I'd say let's do that who who would you rather play who are you more confident in there do you think they're going to play Cedric Wilson more than one half because if they don't I think I'd rather just go Noah Brown go super cheap but uh one of those so, two I think yeah I think Noah Brown could be one of these guys that potentially with with Michael Gallup out uh plays like most of the game because he did get some snaps last week. Granted, it wasn't a lot, but he was active and, and he was on the field. Cedric Wilson is the clear wide receiver three with Gallup going down midway through that game. So I think either of them are fine, but I don't hate the idea of going to a Noah Brown. Let's do it. Let's go Noah Brown. Cool. And that's where you get different right there. Leave 2,500 on the table. I like yep. it. All right, man. This has been fun. It has been. Interesting slate. It is very much so. Uh, let me ask you uh, this, Neil. Final and by the way, guys, hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so. I appreciate you hanging out with us uh, for a kind of a wasn't even scheduled until a couple of days ago show for for the Saturday slate. Uh, I know a lot of you guys probably have other stuff to do, but you're here hanging out with us. So thanks. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel, and if you want to join down below, get the super chats, eat free super chats the custom emojis, the, the badges, and, and always priority questions and, and shout-outs along with our Discord members. You can do that as well. Final thoughts on this slate, Neil. How should we be approaching it going into tomorrow, just based on what we know and, and what's still unknown to us? I think I'm approaching it largely like a showdown slate, where it's just there are so many unknowns. You really need to get unique. You don't want to be splitting a million ways. Uh, so I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to be making some assumptions going in about what's going to happen in the second game. I might make, you know, two different sets of lineups, one where I make the assumption that they play the starters, one where I make the assumption that they don't. Um, I think I think that's you want to get different. Uh, don't be afraid to play defenses against your quarterback. I think I'm going to be doing a lot of that. Good I'm call. Gonna, yeah, I'm probably going to allow up to I don't know three or four players against my defense uh, on a slate like this. Um, so yeah, I think the key for me is get unique uh, and you know make some sense. How about you? Anything oh. to add? What's that? Anything to add to that? The only thing I would say is it, 
in the event that, that the starters are active for Philly, I just want to keep all of our options open. Don't be afraid to have two pass catchers on a team without a quarterback, especially if you're running an onslaught or, or a stack elsewhere. The, the same rules don't apply as like a 12 game slate where, you know, you set a rule that you don't want two receivers without your, your or you don't want more than one pass catcher without your quarterback. That's that goes out the window on a slate like this, especially if Dak is playing, but you still want to have uh, Patrick Mahomes or Hertz is playing and you still want to have Dak or Mahomes or something like that. So, yep, I like that. Follow Neil at player Q DFS. Follow me at Lafayette underscore D shout out to Tyler for producing today's show. You've done a lot of shows today. Huh? Is this your last one? Last one. Good. All right. You're off the clock after this. Congrats, Tyler. Appreciate you guys. As always, we'll see you back here for the next one. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 